Michigan Short Track Racing Authority is Horsepower Happenings. Curtis Roberts, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. The Northport, Florida driver, Danny Sams III, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Travis Stemler, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Steve Irwin, welcome into Horsepower Happenings, my friend. Director of Race Operations for the ASA Stars National Tour, Joe Ballish, welcome. Over 50 years of industry experience, from behind the wheel to behind the microphone. Here comes Stambaugh into turns three and four. Stambaugh to the lift. Stambaugh sideways, Greg Dolman wins. Yeah, guys, wholesale uh, right side tire changes, that that seems to be the decision. All down road. Exclusive interviews every week. Hear from drivers, track owners, series promoters, and so much more. You know, after about eight hours of months in medical center, they uh, they were pretty adamant about me staying out of the car for quite a while. It'll be, it'll be my first stab at driving a race car that I haven't prepared from end to end, that I'm not calling the shots on, all of that, all at once. Plus, local news, analysis, and opinions you didn't ask for. She is not going to have any excuses. That is some of the best equipment there at Anti Camp and Racing that money can buy. This points fund is massive. These races are massive. These are some of the most high-paying races in the country. From the Be Cool Radiator Studio, presented by CNT Services, here are Zach Heiser and Rich France. Good evening, race fans, and welcome in to another season and another episode of Horsepower Happenings. And just like last season, before we dive into all that we've got planned for you tonight, let's take a look at what's going on in a Motor City Minute. Speed Week's well underway, as we talked about last uh, last week. Speed Week is not a thing, it's Speed Weeks, and it might as well be Speed Month as all the racing starts down south really early. And so Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series has been in action since we last spoke. Jonathan Davenport went to victory lane with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series at Bubble Raceway Park. Then Alltech Raceway lost one of their events due to Mother Nature. They did get the Saturday night portion in, and that's where RTJ, Ricky Thornton Jr., lost the lead, got it back, lost it, and held off uh, that number 39 machine and was able to get the win in his 20RT. Also in dirt racing over the last week since we've talked, uh, how about the drama from East Bay Raceway Park with the Dirt Car UMP Modifieds? Drake Troutman picked up the win early last week before uh, Travis Varnador got his first career East Bay Winter Nationals victory. Then we move on. How about Tyler Nicely? He goes to victory lane for his first career East Bay Winter Nationals feature win. Then, booyah! gets taken into everybody's front porch when uh, Lucas Lee was declared the winner after what I think was perhaps one of the most blown calls ever in the history of auto racing, and I'm sure Rich and I will talk about that. Nonetheless, uh, Lucas Lee declared the winner, and he went back-to-back in that one as well, picking up the uh, big payday at the end of 75 laps for the Dirt Car UMP modifieds from East Bay. And then we put this in the Motor City Minute, but really uh, we're going to try to get these guys on the show next week so we won't break it down too much. But if you missed the I-500, the International 500 Snowmobile Race from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, you perhaps missed one of the greatest auto racing finishes of all time. Never have I seen Race Monitor show triple zeros for a finish, and that's what we had. And uh, at the end of it all, Tommy Bauer Racing's team featuring Cody Bauer and uh, featuring a number of other people, right? Chad Bauer involved with that as well. They're declared the winner, and uh, what a a race it was. What a great atmosphere it was. It moved me. I mean, I got emotional watching that whole thing on Flow Racing. So there you go. That's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Happy new season, sir. Happy new season to you. And I got to make a comment about... 
that I-500. I-, I wasn't planning on watching that much of it, but once I started watching and everything that happened, lead changes, I couldn't get away from it. Yeah. And then at the end, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, oh, man, that that 19 team's done. Yeah. They're going backwards. Yep. You know? I thought the same thing. And, and then I thought to myself after it was over, we don't know what takes carbide marks out of bodies of snowmobiles, <laughs> but that Tommy Bauer racing team is going to find out because, man, bouncing off of each other down that front straightaway to the line, triple zeros, unbelievable. Congrats to all those guys. Joey Birch also Thank on you. that team. That's who I was forgetting was Joey and then uh, Tyler Nichols. Tyler, yeah. yep. Uh, Tyler's on that team as well. Joey, of course, the winning rider. And again, we're going to try to get these guys on next week. But uh, 17 years to the day for Joey since his dad passed away at that event. And so uh, just wow. And then, of course, you think about Tommy Bauer, who passed away a few years ago. And uh, just you saw the emotion. Uh, I will give a cap off to Matt Preer. Um, who was doing the interviews, you saw the emotion on Chad Bauer's face, and uh, you just knew what that win meant to that team. It, it was just amazing. I can't believe it. Um, it, it shocked me. Uh, I mean, I mean, Joey just did an amazing job, though, that last stint. Man, on that um, restart, that power around the outside of turns one and two, he found something, and if you'll notice, go back and watch the replay, that's exactly what he did on the white flag lap to get that run into turn three to set up the, the race-winning move. Well, I thought I, I thought I heard the announcer saying that, you know, they. I, I was like, when they started falling back and, 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 that, and that sled went away, I was thinking – you're running, you're on the lead lap. There's like four of you guys on the lead lap go down pit road. And then I thought they said, if you did that, you had to go to the end of the longest line. That's what I thought as well. I think Joey went down pit road. They changed the carbides and woke that sled up. Yeah. 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 Well, I tell you uh, again, we're going to reach out to those guys, Cody, Chad, Joey, uh, Tyler, see if we can get those guys on the show next week for one great big I 500 celebration. I know they're probably traveling home tonight. So, uh, congrats to them. Rich, whole lot of things going on over the last week, uh, not only in the national scene and news with Florida Speed Weeks, but also uh, a lot of moving and shaking going on up here in Michigan. Yeah, uh, Zach, uh, one of, we'll start with one of them, right? It's not like we're going to run out of news today. A Corgan Oil Speedway uh, confirmed a limited schedule and also confirmed Tom and Tracy Hernley their last season as owners and promoters uh, at Corrigan Oil Speedway a couple years under their belt. Um, and this one really a very limited season. And, and and we can actually hit every race. It's so limited. They're going to kick things off on May 19th with their first night of destruction. Follow it up on July 7th with the n- night of destruction number two. July 26th, uh, one of the big nights, the Bob Finley Memorial that's going to be big for the Outlaws Super Late Models. I believe that's part of the Reveal the Hammer series uh big money to win there august 4th the wild child event that has been a staple at spartan speedway and corgan oil for for many years along with the harvest on august 20th and then they will close up uh corgan oil speedway september 8th with night of destruction number three so so really three events that you're that you're going to be able to see some big time racing at at corgan oil speedway in 2023 um just disappointing, and that's that's not the only only track either that 
that that we're limiting uh, what we're going to see this summer. Yeah, of course we're waiting to see what's going to happen with uh, with Gas City I sixty nine Speedway. We told you that a couple shows ago that they announced they're going to a part time schedule. Kokomo went part time down in Indiana. Um, of course, Springport. We've talked about them the last couple of weeks. They went part time this season. This is a very part time schedule for Corrigan Oil Speedway. Took a lot of people by surprise. And while I I say yes, very disappointing. Um, glad that the racetrack is still open and glad that at this point it's still a racetrack and i did hear that i i thought i read that the that it was sold and they just haven't announced it yet uh to a new owner i don't know when they're gonna when they're gonna actually announce that but i, I thought i read that uh that it's been close you know that the deal's been closed on and they're just gonna run it one more year so um we'll have to keep our ears open for who that is and what's going to happen in 2024. All right, some other racer news uh, broke over this week, according to a Facebook post and then a follow-up interview by yours truly. Quincy, Michigan's Kyle Locke has teamed up with Bush Motorsports, not KBM, uh, Bush Motorsports, for the upcoming season. Locke says they'll primarily run the 2023 schedule at Butler Motor Speedway on Saturdays with select shows sanctioned by the Great Lakes Super Sprints and a number of options available for Friday nights. His return, this being Kyle Locke in 2022, didn't produce the results that they'd hoped for. In fact, he says the chassis that they had bought to start the season was one they raced in previous years. The driver of the orange number three says that that car struggled all season. Setup changes they were attempting to make were unsuccessful, and the car wouldn't respond. Turned out that car was absolutely junk uh, when they finally were able to get a chance to go through it. He told me in the phone interview that it's probably headed to a local scrapyard here in the next couple of weeks. Now, this new team with Bush Motorsports for Kyle Locke, he's going to be surrounded with well capable of winning people uh the two-time sprints on dirt champion car owner and former sod champion driver sean robinson will turn the wrenches for Locke, and uh, he'll also of course have uh terry bush beside him and he said they'll have a young up-and-comer straight out of the university of northwest ohio on that team uh eager and ready to learn and ready to be a part of whatever they got going on so uh lock bush motorsports 2023 sounds like possibly chasing a title at Butler Motor Speedway and uh, maybe even trying to get that NRA uh, stuff down at Lima Land. So, uh, so good luck to those guys. Yeah, Zach, and some more news from a track that we had spent some time at. Uh, well, when we were at the, with the Ethanol Tours, uh, Montpelier Motor Speedway, they now have an ownership change in 2023. It was announced last week that Larry Boos will be moving on from Montpelier Motor Speedway, and Chad King will take over the reins. Uh, King, a lifelong Montpelier resident, uh, and, and his he has had involvement at the racetrack, uh, will be on a lease-to-own agreement for the first year and says a full 2023 schedule is in the works and should be released very soon. UMP Modified Super Street Street Stocks Front Wheel Drives will be the weekly classes with some premier events already in the works we'll see how that winds up they should have something to release in the next couple of weeks yeah more details on those stories at horsepowerhappenings.com had a chance to talk with king last week he said we're late in the game so don't look for any usac midget or sprint week stuff but we're early enough that we can still get some great locally sanctioned midgets non-wing sprint cars and maybe even a wing sprint car race into montpelier so uh, they're going to have a good schedule 
and uh, he said the, the, the key events are coming back. Monster Mash will be there. They're going to run some memorial races as well, so uh, good things happening in Montpelier. How about another schedule release, shall we? Butler Motor Speedway released their 2023 schedule, and it features 21 events and a lot of specialty shows taking place. Uh, they start... First night out of the gate, May 6th, that'll be opening night with their normal 4-in-1 show featuring sprint cars, uh, dirt car UMP modifieds, street stocks, and the four-cylinder, uh, which I erroneously called front-wheel drives in this story. Let me take this moment to make an edit. New this year, Rich France, they are now welcoming the rear-wheel drive four-cylinder competitors, much like what we saw at Merritt, Mount Pleasant, Tri-City. Um, so now that's going to be the case at Butler as well. So I need to make that edit in our story uh, that these are now four-cylinder, a four-cylinder division. First specialty night will be May 13th when the Midwest Compact Touring Series comes in alongside the Sprint Cars, Modifieds, and Street Stocks. They'll have the James Perkins Memorial May 27th. I was a great James was a great friend of mine, Jim Perkins, longtime tech inspector there at Butler. Lost his life a couple of years ago to cancer. Glad to see that event still on the schedule. Great Lakes Traditional Sprints show up June 3rd. Great Lakes Super Sprints make their first appearance on June 17th. And check this out, Rich. If you're a fan of sprint cars, mark your calendar for June 17th at the 3-8s High Banked Oval. Great Lakes Super Sprints and the Open 410 Sprint Cars will race uh, in, in separate divisions at Butler on June 17th, plus uh, street stocks and four-cylinders will be there as well. Modifieds have the night off. Uh, Great Lakes Lightning Sprints are there on July 1st. The world-famous fireworks show July 8th. Summer Nationals Dirt Car UMP Hell Tour is there on July 13th. That's a Thursday night show. Great Lakes Traditional Sprints are back on July 29th. Midwest Compact Touring Series back on August 12th. Great Lakes Super Sprints are back on August 19th. How about this? The All-Star Circuit of Champions make their return to Butler for the first time since 2015. That'll be on August 27th. And then a couple of great memorial races near and dear to my heart. Uh, Terry Wilbur Memorial on September 2nd. John Reeve Memorial on September 9th. And the final event of the season will be September 16th. Great schedule for 2023 at Butler Motor Speedway. they got a lot of cool things going on. Yeah, I think I guess uh, Tim Wilbur got his feet wet okay in yeah. 2022. <laughs> Because uh, he's not holding anything back in 2023. Yeah, we understand that for sure. I'm, 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 I'm with you right there. I'm excited. Sophomore year, come on, Tim, bring the heat, man. Hey, I want to say uh, first of all, welcome into a new season. Also, race season's new season is just about here. Rich, I don't know about you, but when I was racing, what was the one thing you could never find when it was time to go? Race receiver. I never yeah. knew where that damn thing was. Uh, and so if you don't know where your race receiver is, maybe you own your own transponder, maybe it's not charging all the way, you're running go-karts, maybe you're still using the green activated transponders. Listen, MI Service Solutions, that's the letters MI Service Solutions, they have your hookup on all things electronic scoring for the racer and racetrack. They're your Michigan-owned and operated West Holden race receiver dealer featuring rechargeable and direct wire transponders, mounting pouches, and chargers. Also, they have all race receiver models, parts, and accessories, and... Owasso Speedway this year, they are recommending the new Light Seaver, not Lightsaber, Light Seaver, uh, giving drivers instant notification of the track condition inside of their vehicle. Find MI Service Solutions on Facebook and make your order online anytime at miservicesolutions.com and be sure to use the code HPH10 to get 10% off your order instantly at checkout. Well, time to get into our first interview tonight, and for those of you who are tuning in looking for Mark Dowdy, uh, it's uh, unfortunate uh, that Mark had an accident tonight 
in his shop. He is, for the most part, okay. He is going to have to uh, undergo some treatment at a local hospital, but he was texting me through the whole process of what had happened, and uh, he does have details of the incident on his Facebook page if you're curious. But uh, we'll get Mark rescheduled to get him on in another time. So just like all of the greats, uh, you know, put us up there with Tom Brady, put us up there with Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning. We called an audible at the line, and it's our pleasure to welcome in the 2022 Great Lakes Traditional Sprints Champion from Jerome, Michigan, Keith Shefford Jr. Welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Man, thanks for being available last minute. Uh, we, we got the news, and Rich and I are going through our contact list, and I said, I bet Keith will make time to chat with us. Um, and uh, really, <laughs> you're in the news right now. A lot of uh, cool stuff going on surrounding you. Uh, we got a great article right now on our website, horsepowerhappenings.com, about you getting a chance to go to Africa to race at the end of the month, man. Tell me about your emotions. How excited are you about this opportunity? Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of speechless, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm just very blessed and grateful for uh, to be able to have this opportunity and uh, for her dad mentioning about me, and they just kind of were like, all right, Brandon, I'm still in shock right now. Like, it's kind of hard to believe. So uh, I'm just excited to go there and try to, you know, try to do some pavement stuff. <laughs> Yeah, now you mentioned her dad, of course. Uh, you're engaged to uh, Morgan, who's the daughter of, of Michigan Motorsports Hall of Famer, Jason Blonde, and, and this is where I tell you, if somebody tells you it doesn't pay to know people, tell them they're wrong, uh, because you get <laughs> you get this opportunity, right? Obviously, Jason's seen you race. I don't think he would invite you if he didn't think that you had the talent to go over there and be successful, and when I talk to him about the way that they race over there on these very flat racetracks, he said, I think Keith will pick this up right away because they basically slide those cars around like they're on the dirt the whole night. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to try not to do that because I don't think that's going to be the fastest way. But, I mean, if it comes down to it and we're all doing it, it might happen. <laughs> Talk to me about this uh, experience for you. You have limited limited asphalt experience. Uh, you, you told me you have to go all the way back to your go-karting days for the last time that you ran on something other than dirt. Is that right? Yeah, yep. What was that? Uh, t tell me about that part of your career a little bit, the, the, the go-karting days back on the asphalt. How long ago was that, and how did it go for you? Um, That was, oh, man, that was probably when I was, like, 11, 10 years old when we were doing that. It was me and Dad. We would do, like, uh, endurance races, and uh, <clears throat> we would just go out there and, it was at uh, Jackson Speedway when we used to do it around the road course and stuff like that. And uh, we'd have to – it'd be like a 12-hour race or 8-hour race or something like that. No and kidding. That's kind of basically what we did. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And, and successful or just for fun? Uh, no, it was, it was pretty successful. You know, we did pretty good. Um, we won every single one that there was to win, not in the same year. All right. But we won all the races that have happened, which that was pretty cool. Nice. Rich, talk talk to me about your 2022 season up here. You know, uh, I, Zach saw you all the time, and I was able to see you guys a few times and join Zach. But uh, man, you you had a pretty good car on both sides, pretty much all year long. Yeah, we had we had a pretty good car. Uh, you know, we had a lot of ups and downs and twists and turns with a wing car with uh, the rear ends and the motors and just everything that happened in the non-wing car. We were really good on tacky tracks, but slick tracks, it was, there was something wrong with the car, but we finally figured it out. It was a chassis. It was three inches off 
of what it was supposed to be in the front and Good then Lord. a few inches off in the rear. That's a that's yeah, a that's so a mile, is it not? Yeah, it, I mean, you couldn't get that car right even if you wanted to, and that's why we were so bad on flick tracks was because we couldn't get any rear drive coming out of the corners to get it to grip up and go. So hopefully we won't have that problem this year. Is that a chassis? But that... it was a very – I'm sorry? No, I was just going to ask you, if that was a chassis that you were familiar with, do you remember it getting wrecked at some point where it may have knocked it out like that? Uh, Yeah, uh, we were at uh, Kokomo for the SmackDown. And a uh, car flipped over top of me, and I think that's what really set it off. Okay. You know, I was I was at I-96 with that that one big win you had there. Uh, man, you jumped out of the car. You went nuts that night in victory lane. Uh, let's go fast forward to the banquet. And and you, I told you I was going to tease you about this. Um, you really <laughs> got you really got kind of emotional. Um, was that championship that big to you? And the people that helped you get there is that what brought that on? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, without my parents and all of them, I couldn't do it. And uh, Dustin Daggett and Steve Irwin, you know, they've been whooping my butt for both the last year that I ran. And, uh, you know, I think that really helped me. And uh, Dustin Daggett, he helped me with set up at Merritt. And that's where I got my first win. And just all those emotions really, really get to me. And uh, I'm just grateful to be able to do what I'm doing. And hopefully I'll be able to do it for a living one day. That's the main goal. And uh, it's just I'm just very grateful for everybody that has helped me in my racing career. And, man, you were emotional in victory lane uh, one of those nights as well. You had two wins at I-96 last season. One of them really sticks out to me because uh, Irwin, Daggett, uh, Dahlman, all those guys are tooling around on the bottom of the racetrack at I-96, uh, finding the grip right around the tractor tires, making it work like old guys do. And then all of a sudden, this kid in the 86 puts her up on the lip and lets her freaking rip. And you went around Steve Irwin like he was under pace laps. Um, you remember that night as well as I do because that number 86 car looked like it was as good as it was ever going to be. Oh, yeah, I remember that night like it was yesterday. Yeah, that was a night where the cushion, like it, it was only half of the track and they graded it all up and yeah. watered it and it was super slimy at the beginning. But I was like, you know, if I keep on running this in, I think it's going to come in and be really fast. So. I just kept on running it and running it and running it, and then finally it just hooked up and went. And, I, you know, they had a good straightaway on me, and I was like, man, they're really far ahead. So I just kept on pushing it harder and harder, trying to find its limit, and there really wasn't any limit. You could pretty much hold it darn near wide open. So that's what I tried to do, and uh, it ended up working, and that was probably the the most fun race that I had all season. Now, this is a last-minute interview, so you'll have to forgive me for not having this completely prepared. Uh, but am I remembering correctly that, that one of those was your first career non-wing win, right? Uh, last year. Yeah. At Merritt was my first win, yep. Okay, so at I-96 then, talk to me about why it was so emotional for those big win for those wins for you uh because we normally we see that kind of emotion out of somebody who gets the first career win but in 2021 you were so close to a championship you had that one win at Merritt 2022 you're still in a tight championship points battle at that point but I think these wins uh 14 top fives 25 top tens across all of your racing last year really are what sort of finally separated you and it was like okay this is this is junior's championship to lose yeah uh, the reason why i get so emotional is because like like i said i'm just so grateful and you know a lot of the fans and everybody they don't get to see what goes on behind the scenes of the racetrack like 
all the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into these cars is just absolutely ridiculous. You know, we get home from work. We're working on the race car, you know, 12, at, 12 o'clock at night. Wake up in the morning, go to work, do the same thing. It's just, it's just, it gets tiring, but you keep on pushing. And when you keep on pushing, you finally get that win. It's just, there's nothing better than that moment. And of course, you and your mom and dad and, and your fiance, right? Family team. Uh, well, actually, at that point, I don't yeah. think she was your fiance, but nonetheless, um, you know, family team. You guys are putting it all in. I talk to your dad every night. Um, and uh, man, he, he's so damn proud of you, too, uh, that that's got to be part of it as well. When you finally get to see everybody down at Victory Lane, it's like, yep, I did this for them. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, and then just all my emotions get to me and, you know, I start looking back and like where we started and where we are now and uh, just what my dad does for the racing community and what he does for me and my mom and, you know, my mom helping us because she don't have to, but she chooses to. And it's just it's awesome. And then my fiance, too, she helps out. And uh, I just I just remember when I'm in victory lane that I couldn't do it without any of them. You know, I gotta, I, I gotta ask you, Keith. Um, you know, we had, we had Jason and we had Tyler Roerig on the show a few years ago, uh, when after they came back from Africa. Uh, has Jason warned you about uh, <laughs> about what you're going to face down there? And I don't mean anything to do with the racing. Uh, they kept all of the uh, soft drinks or whatever you want to call them down there and the food. Uh, they, they never gave Tyler a hint of what he was facing. And I think he could about died down there with some of the stuff they fed him. <laughs> with some of the stuff they fed him, I guess I really haven't heard about that. <laughs> well, but he does now. I did ask Jason. I said, "Did you warn this poor kid about the initiation?" And he said he did. Do you know about the initiation down there? Yes, he did tell me that. Yeah. Okay, so you've got that at least to look forward to. Now we won't, for legal reasons, we won't make you divulge uh, what it's called and what all of it is. But I did see the video of Tyler Roerig's reaction, and Tyler's a badass. I'm not saying you're not, but good luck. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> Are you excited? I mean, about this trip, though, right? Like, when I talked to Jason, he said, yeah, the racing's great. The atmosphere at the racetrack is fun. But the experience of South Africa and everything else, because you're only racing two times, but you're there for a week and a half. Um Talk to Are you excited about that atmosphere of it, to, to go down and just experience that culture? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, this is like definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity for me to do. And uh, I'm just super stoked that I get to go. And uh, I'm just glad I know Jason. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you told me, too, um, not only the opportunity to go and take this in, to go and race uh, on, a, on a national level. I mean, you guys literally are Team USA. Uh, you're representing not just Michigan, but an entire country. There's four of you going. And one of those four is a guy that has been a huge idol to you for many, many, many years. Tell me about tell me about that and about how excited you are to meet him. Oh yeah, I'm super excited to meet uh, Brian Tyler. Uh, he's a from what I know, he's a great guy, and I'm just super stoked to meet him and uh, talk to everybody. Uh, even the other guy that's going, uh, he was used to be a legend back in the day too, from what I've seen and the stuff I've read. And uh, I just need to learn and listen to what they're saying because man to be able to talk to those guys that's that's something special and by the way just to fill in the blank the other guy is uh five-time world of outlaws sprint car series feature winner brian paulus uh who's also going to be joining those guys alongside with uh jason blonde and keith sheffer rich yeah so keith give us an idea i mean we know you're going to have some fun here for a little bit but 
kind of give us an idea of what your 2023 season looks like. Are you going to, um, is it going to follow pretty much what you've done in 2022? Um, yeah, uh, we're not 100% sure right now. I mean, I kind of want to go down south a little bit more this year, run some big non-lean shows, try to get my name out there a little more, try to get a ride. Uh, that's the main goal is trying to get a ride. And, uh, I mean, we're still back and forth between doing everything. Um, you know, my dad's just got to make up our mind on what we're going to do. Uh, we're still not a hundred percent sure yet. Um, Great Lakes traditional sprints defend that championship, or I know that the non-wing side of things is really, I know you just said you're not a hundred percent sure. And the non-wing I'm going to, I've said this to your dad. I've said it to you. I feel like that is your niche. You do well in the wing sprint car. Don't get me wrong, but I really feel like right. you understand that non-wing car. Um, USAC, Boss, GLTS, a lot of options. Um, are you looking to defend the championship, or do you think you're going to cherry pick this year? Uh, I'm thinking about cherry picking this year. I really want to run some more USAC shows and uh, Kokomo and Gas City and just try to get try to get a local ride over there somewhere to where I can run, you know, Sprint Week and do all this other stuff because, uh, you know, I, I want to I make it but I feel like it's just going to be super hard here in Michigan to make it. I feel like if I go down to Indiana and do good and uh, run with those guys, they're going to start looking at me, and then hopefully I'll be able to get a ride. Well, Keith, uh, it's been a, a great pleasure to get a chance to watch you run up here. Uh, obviously, kind of getting your starts right in my backyard, almost literally, um, at Butler <laughs> and, and kind of grow from there and everything that you've been able to do. It's It's been really cool. I know you got a great fan base. You are in a racing family on both sides of it now uh, with, uh, you know, the blonde side and, and the Sheffer side. Whatever you do, I know you'll be great, man. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, and, and this is one thing that Rich really uh, prides himself and we as a show pride ourselves on doing. I know that you and that Sheffer Racing family don't do what you do without the support of some great community people. Tell me who's on the side of that 86. Uh, Slingshot Trucking, Transportation, INC, uh, Napoleon, London Leisure, uh, Irish Hills Collision, um, Somerset Outdoors, um, and I, that's pretty much it. I mean, we don't we don't have that many sponsors, but, man, without them, you know, it would be a lot harder to do it. Keith, man, uh, thank you so much for being available at the drop of a hat. Really appreciate you joining us tonight. Good luck with this season, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what you can do. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Hope you're enjoying our show here into season number five. Want to take a second. Uh, you heard this at the beginning of the show. We want to welcome on Be Cool Radiators by way of CNT Services as the studio sponsor for the first quarter of the season here at Horsepower Happenings. Be Cool is the leader in power cooling systems. They offer cooling products for OE, original equipment, factory fit, and for those of you who are putting LS motors in Ford Rangers, They've got what you need for those LS swaps, no matter what you're doing. From right here in Essexville, Michigan, find them online at BeCool.com, or you can call them anytime at 1-800-691-2667. Well, Zach, uh, we have our next guest on the phone line, and uh, it's, this is becoming an annual thing, which isn't a bad thing with him. Uh, he is the owner and promoter of Merritt Speedway and Tri-City Motor Speedway. A lot of news going on this offseason. We'll get down to all of it. Mike Blackmere, welcome to Horsepower, Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks a lot. Um, it's been a long uh, uh, winter so far, but before long we'll be racing again. So, 
Yeah, let's start out uh, with the news, the first news, and we'll work, we can work our way forward a little bit. Um, you know, last year we talked to you about picking up Thunderbird Raceway, and then uh, coming out this year, you decided to sell it back. Did, was it was really three tracks um, more than what you thought it was going to be? Yeah, you would have, you wouldn't even have any idea. Um, I never um, would imagine how much a difference uh, a third track um, would cause, um, uh, but it, it was uh, definitely not what what I thought it would be. I didn't really do my due diligence there. Um, I, I kind of looked at you know as a as a promoter when you're when you're like racing against you know, on Saturday night. I think all three promoters, you know, I got myself, and you have uh, Crystal, and you have Thunderbird Racing on, on, on Saturday nights, and and then and, and, um, Silver Bullet. You always look at the, the car counts and what the other tracks have got, and I always paid attention to what to what Tom was getting, and and I always told you got pretty good crowds, and and so when 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 the opportunity was to buy it, I thought, well, you know, I can compete against myself. I, that shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a problem. It, you know, it gets good car count, and and um, you know, you know, you know, look, you know, you know, sound like you had good crowds. You know, I was unfair because I was always at merit. But um, I, 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 I made changes too fast. Um, you know, I, I put the pay. You know, one of the major things I, I automatically put the the pay to where merit was and Tri City was, and and and. And after my very first night at Thunderbird, and we were packed, and and I got you know what you know the totals of what we received, I knew I was in trouble at that time. Um, Thunderbird's a great track, great place, but it it it, it can't you know it, it doesn't hold what Tri City does, it doesn't hold what uh, 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 Merit does, and and so it was hard to to pay for the purse that I put out there. Uh, right off the bat, and, I, and so that was one of my mistakes. One of one of many mistakes I made. But uh, I want to ask um, you. I want to stop you right there. I want to ask you about that because we have seen an influx over the last two years of new promoters, and and you know we talked earlier in the show about now there's there's a, a set of promoters who are now all of a sudden getting out of the game. Do you think yep. that's a big mistake that is made is to try to to you know put up flashy purses? Uh, the, uh, with without without knowing whether or not it's gonna you know help you on the back end, I I, I could tell you right now, um, you know, this year if you notice there hasn't been very many decisions, uh, you, know, you know, announcements made by myself because I learned a lot last year. Yeah, I'm lucky. Um, there's a lot of people, you know, there's people that like me, and you know, for all the all the you know the, the drivers that do support me and. And that I really thank you all, you know, but there's a lot of people that don't support me and they, they want, but it's tough. You have no idea. And that's why I haven't came up with a schedule, uh, you know, a full schedule yet, or even pay because, you know, what's happening out there, not, you know, last year I had to deal with gas prices. Um, it's, it's really tough for the promoters now. Um, um, I love everything that, uh, you know, and, and I'll go live, you know, live to say this. Uh, I love everything that's going on with a Wassel. Uh, that track needed some attention. The problem is, 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 is I don't think uh, uh, um, as a promoter, um, he's making, you know, he's, I don't, I don't, I don't get what he's doing. He's renting this $42,000 purse out for late models. His place doesn't, 
$20,000, let alone putting a $40,000 purse. So he, of course, is going to use advertisement money or, or his other business, which I have to do. You know, when I, when I come up with Tony big promotions, I have to use my other businesses too. So I guess if you're going to do that, you, you got to advertise it that way. You got to know you got the money. You're going to know, know you're going to lose it right at the gate. And there's a lot of tracks that can't do that. There's a lot of tracks that don't have a, a you know, uh, myself, I have uh, three or four other businesses to draw from. Uh, Tom has a business to draw from. Um, a lot of the track owners do, but the tracks that don't, you know, it, 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 it's, it's hard. It, it's going to be hard to survive. It, it's really hard with the gas prices the way they were last year. I, I'm lucky that I am not in bankruptcy, in all honesty. Uh, if it wasn't for my backup businesses, um, I would be bankrupt after having that third track last year. Mike, I got to ask you, you know, before we get into the schedule, just because we're working our way through, you made the decision at Merit um, to get rid of the UMP modifieds and they're, you're going to just run the B mods or IMCA modifieds. What, what was behind your decision to, to do that? That was probably one of my hardest decisions uh, that I've made since I bought Merit Speedway. Um, did the, the classes be declining? Um, when I first bought Mayor Speedway, I'll tell you what, the UMP mods was the class to watch. I mean, it was, uh, uh, I mean, you, you probably from first to 15th, any of them guys could, uh, could win. Well, we had a great car count. You know, we, we, we had, we had over 20 cars and, and all that, but as, 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 you know, at that time they had dirt cup, they had a lot of stuff going for them. They had, the, you know, they, then they had American ethanol mod series. So they had a lot going for them for the UMP mods in Michigan. Well, right now there's nothing. Um, you got, um, I guess you got Butler from what I understand, and you got Hartford, which, which you know, Hartford's not, doesn't race as much as we all do. And so when I, the only way I could draw a good count for the UMP uh, mods is I had to pay more. Well, Mary Speedway is way up north and, yeah. and, 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 and I'm kind of, like I say, it was a big learning year for me financial-wise. Uh, you know, you had late models, then have a UMP mod right underneath it. Paying, UMP mods was paying about the same as I, I paid late models when I first bought Merritt Speedway. So it, it was just, uh, it was time. Uh, you know, when you don't have a special, the car count would be down to 12, 13 cars. So, so and then I did have a special, of 18 to 20. So, um with IMCA being everywhere in Michigan, it was just a, a, a decision that I had to make. And, and, and I still don't know if it's going to be the right one, but I, I think in the long run it will be. Let's talk about that a little bit more because uh, these things kind of seem to come in uh, cycles. You know, you look at old videos from the late 90s, early 2000s. It was IMCA Modifieds. Uh, and I remember it was, what, five years ago or so that you had that big driver's meeting with everybody and said, okay, are we keeping UMP Modifieds? Are you guys going to support me? Are you going to be here? And they did. And and you were able to keep the class for a couple of years. What's the support look like now? You were running B Modifieds, uh, and, you know, there's B Modifieds slash IMCA Modifieds at, at Mount Pleasant. Um are you looking at probably, and we already saw this with Jacob Poole and with uh, Thurlby, starting to make that transition. Are you expecting a lot of your guys to go ahead and just make that easy transition and come back with IMCA cars? I hope. Um, 
I, I, you know, I want to mind you, I, I called uh, 90% of the drivers that I could get a hold of that, that raced uh, UMP for me. And, and they, they, they said, they all said they seen it coming. Now, a lot of them have already had switched and raced IMCA a couple of years ago, or even six or seven years ago before I bought the track, uh, before I bought, um, uh, merit it wasn't imca uh, you know, uh, it wasn't ump mods before i bought it so they have all been there um and like you said you know it, it, michigan is like every, every five years it does a switch and that's what i've been told by the drivers and i think we're into that you know into that right now it's it's you know it's definitely imca state uh now and um i'm hoping to pull more cars uh, and, and, and it's going to save me financially a, a, a great deal of money. Uh, and I'll, I'm going to still get probably the same amount of fans if I had UMP mod or if I did not. And just to, to finalize your point even further for the race fan who's listening, Butler and Hartford, so darn close to Indiana, it makes sense for them to keep UMP modifieds down there at the very bottom of our state. As you mentioned, trying to trying to pull that that field and trying to pull those cars all the way up to Merritt, what a task! Uh, so I got I will tell you, uh, for for me, I'm excited to see this. Uh, you know, I didn't really care UMP or IMCA. I just want everybody to be you know the same thing, so that all these racetracks can benefit from uh, kind of a general rules package. Yeah, it, it, you know, and that's think that's what's gonna you know it's gonna help me both being a Friday and Saturday tracks. We can build poles, some of the just like we do with the late models to use both tracks. But the good thing is 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 the UMP mods that we did have at at um, Merritt. They're grandfathered in. Their their chassis are grandfathered in. Their bodies are grandfathered in. They just got changed about three or four different items, and they still get the race. So. So um, I think that, that that will help in the transition of, of, of the class, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. You might see at the beginning of the year, some of these guys, you know, racers, you know, they all think, you know, all right, I'm just going to put on jack stands. And, um, and, and, but a racer, if you know a real racer, they can't sit in, 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 with their car in the garage knowing there's a track that's racing 50 miles from there, from them. So I'm hoping that they'll all come out, you know, after after the season gets going and realizes, okay, this is what it's going to be like, you know, we can make our make our chassis in, into IMCA and, and, and race. So that's that's what I'm hoping for. Mike, you know how you know how much Zach and I love getting up to your racetracks, and last week um, really made us feel pretty good when when the last couple announcements you made, uh, 35th annual Ed Van Dyne and Wood Tick, $35,000 to win is back and the all-star performance challenge series for the ump late models that's that's pretty huge yeah you know i was you know i'm definitely you know um gonna you know go back down on a lot of the uh, the pay as far as a lot of the the challenge series races uh, uh i met with um uh, all-star performance people and we still want to do something we had a pretty good series before before last year going back between tri-city and and merritt and and, and 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 it's good for the it's good for the drivers. So the pay hasn't been decided yet, but we we we've had a pretty good schedule. We only race most of the holidays. Um, uh, I'm excited um, to have it back. Um, I I think everybody's going to be very pleased. The only one that, that that's up near yet is Tri City because um, 
what we have at Merritt on Labor Day, they have what you call a cow camp up there. And it started when, you know, about the same time I started uh, owning uh, Merritt, they used to only get like five, 600 people. They're, they're getting three to 5,000 people now. That's, that's cutting into a really fan base for me up at Merritt. But uh, I have had a lot of people reach out to me and tell me that, that in Tri-City, Labor Day weekend won't be a good choice either. So I guess we just have to wait and see. So that's the only thing that's up in the area is Labor Day weekend. But right now we are looking at doing the, the whole show at Tri-City, Labor Day. And, and, um, and then, of course, I don't know if you guys were around seven, six years ago when we did the July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. That was my biggest weekend ever, uh, a holiday weekend um, when we raced uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday of July 4th. Um, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to have a big firework night. We're going to have a $5 night. So it's going to be an exciting weekend for everybody that, that weekend as well. And then I'll go right to Wood Tech. Um, that, you know, the last two years, you know, I've paid uh, uh, 33000 two years ago. Last year, 34000 And this year, it's going to be thirty-five. You know, um, that year, um, it, you know, that race um, is my best race. Uh, financially, it, it does well. It, everything about that race is good. As you know, we added the uh, the, the night one where we bring in all uh, just uh, uh, certain late model drivers that have not won around the state, invitational type late, late models. We're going to bring that back again this year. So um, it is on the same Thursday as uh, Berlin has their big race, but everybody's not going to be there. They can only fit so many. So we're still going to start on Thursday night. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited going into this year. With the year I had last year, um, it was not good. We all know it. And and all I can do is is not give up, build, make, uh, learn from my mistakes. Um, and and I've made them. And 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 rebuild. And I guess I'm in my rebuild year again uh, to prove myself. And. And I think we had a pretty good schedule to do it with. I love the attitude. I love the optimism. And uh, I, I love the uh, straightforwardness of admitting that last year wasn't great, but that you are uh, really, you know, excited and ready to grab the bull by the horns for this season. I want to ask you, while we're talking Challenge Series, you did a really cool thing last year where you kind of ran many Challenge Series within all of your divisions. Uh, was that a, just a trial year, or are you looking at bringing that back? Yeah, it was a trial year, and we, you know, we actually, you know, uh, two years ago we did it for a few of the other divisions when it was just Tri City and and um, and Merritt. The drivers in the other classes didn't like it um, uh, um, um, for whatever reason. Uh, um, we, you know, we kind of had a meeting at the end of the year and said, "Hey, you guys want to have a challenge series next year?" And um, they more or less, you know, even though it paid more money and and. And it's just, it was, you know, they, you know, running for a challenge series is only running, you know, half the schedule. So, you know, you don't have to commit yourself for the whole year. Um, they just were not interested. And so financially, uh, I looked at it and said, okay, you know, if the interest is not there, let's just go to the weekly program. But um, let's keep the late models going um, because that definitely is a good program, has been a program. I think it's my fifth year uh, of the Challenge Series. And i got to echo that, too. I was so glad because you know how off-season rumor mills are, whether you're a driver or a car owner or track or whatever, uh, you're all susceptible to the rumor mill. And uh, the rumor mill was not kind to the Challenge Series, so I was really glad to see that was coming back. Now, on that note, i got to ask you, 
uh, because you are the entrepreneurship type and you do love racing so much, you uh, get rid of Thunderbird Raceway. Does this open you up now to try to uh, to make a uh, make that challenge series kind of expand, as you had mentioned that you wanted to try to do, where you're going to other racetracks in the region and, and really kind of now instead of it being a Mike Blackmer racetracks tour, it becomes a, a true regional tour. I know at one time that was that was something you would have liked to do. Yeah, I, that definitely is what I wanted to do. And last year was the year that we, you know. We, we, we tried it. Uh, we started out with uh, I-96, which was our biggest car count of the year. Uh, and it was a very successful show. I mean, I mean uh, uh, then, and then we went to Hartford. Uh, uh, that, that, that show went okay. Uh, we had some um, issues that was really had nothing to do with drivers. And it just, 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 it, it's hard for another promoter to go to another promoter's track. If you know, if that makes Absolutely. any sense. Yep. And, and so that kind of played into a little bit there that, that, that we didn't expect. Um, and the drivers, you know, the drivers, uh, these late mile drivers, they give you their opinions, you know, and, 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 you know, when they're racing all these laps on these mortars, they really don't want these big tracks. So, so, um, I, you know, so I, so I listened to them. Uh, they, you know, after we raced Hartford, they got a hold of me uh, the next day. We went to Toledo. They kind of all got a hold of me and said, "Hey, we really don't. Our motors really don't want to go back to Hartford in August." Okay, well, what do you do then? You know, okay. So I, I I'm going to do. You know, like I said, I made some mistakes uh, this year, a lot of them, and I need to. Like I said earlier, I got to step back, regroup make sure that these drivers are getting paid, not getting paid with bounce checks. And, 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 and I got the right income coming in. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know, you, no one understands what I go through. I think, you know, these people, they get on Facebook and they trash you. You, you know, they think I like to get in there and just like Friday night, I got ringed. Uh, we're just trying to, our flag man got a, got a new job. So he can't flag. So, because when we try to get a new flag man, everybody says, well, the flag man quit because he got rubber checks. You wouldn't believe as a promoter what, you know, I made the mistakes. But, boy, these racing people don't let you forget these mistakes. So, I got a, I got a, I got a long road ahead of me to make up. You know, I've been in this. This is going to be my eighth year. I've had, of the eight years, seven of them been good. One bad one. So now I don't know how many years it's going to rebuild to get to what you want me to do. But yes, what I would love to do that to be able to travel just like the that new series or the one that uh, Tony I can't think of the series right now uh, that Tony had that just got bought out uh, in you know in Ohio and Indiana. That's going to be an awesome series. That was kind of what I wanted to get at. But after oh Mars year, Mars step. Tony Izzo Mars yeah, yeah. yeah Mars series yeah yeah I got to step back now get rebuilt, get these drivers so they can trust me and everything, car owners and all that. Once I get that, yes, I will move. I, I, my goal is to move, move, move back, back um, away from my two tracks. And Mike, another one of the other announcements you made that I thought was pretty cool. And I don't remember, but I think it's been a year or two. Uh, Great Lakes super sprints back at your racetracks. I think that's going to be real good for your sprint car fans up North as well. Yeah. We, you know, we had a, we had a, um, you know, a little issue two years ago that probably 
you know, you know, everybody knows how I am as a as a promoter. Sometimes you gotta just, you know, you know, not react as quick as sometimes I do, and just sit down and rethink about it. You know, what's best for the track, what's best for the race fans, and and not always think what's best, you know, for myself or, you know, my interest. I gotta think what the fans want. Um, taking a year off uh, from the, the sprints was not a great idea. I, I'm happy to have them back. Um, we, you know, um, we also got the All-Stars coming, the Tony Stewart series. Uh, I can't remember the name of the series. I apologize. But they're also coming uh, August 25th. Um, so that, that, you know, I'm kind of putting my neck on, uh, on the line there, but I'm looking forward to it. And then, like I say, the Great Lakes Sprints, the night that uh, would kick, there'll be all of them, all the sprints will be racing at Tri-City. So we got um, one show also at, uh, at um, um, on July 8th at Merritt. Last time we did have the Great Lakes Sprints at Merritt, we brought in a great crowd. So I'm looking forward to bringing them back. So, yeah, it's, um, I'm excited to have them back as well. I also want to mention, too, uh, that you and Butler both bring uh, the All-Star Circuit of Champions into Michigan for the first time since 2015. So not only, uh, and it's a doubleheader weekend, so Friday at your place, Saturday at Butler. Um, so I- I'm excited as a sprint car fan, obviously my affiliation with the Great Lakes Super Sprints. I love this, and, and I, I, I got to echo your fans at Tri-City. I think Tri-City puts on a phenomenal sprint car show, uh, so I'm really excited to see what the All-Stars do up there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Is you know, when, you know, when they when they call when uh, they called us and, and said, hey, would you be interested? And and I had them scheduled at Merrick about three or four years ago, or, or even longer than that. And then uh, something happened where they did end up coming. But uh, so I, I'm looking forward to them coming. I think I think the uh, Tri Cities is a sprint car area, so I, I think we'll do fine. Mike, uh, b- before we let you go, when just you know we get a lot of a lot of fans from all over the state listening to our program. Uh, when do you think you're going to have a a general idea of when you're going to release your your schedule for both Tri City and Merritt? I I really in all honesty can't answer that. I just would like to mention uh, uh, June third and and August twelfth at Merritt. We're we're just having a, a, a just mini wedges. Cyberstock and Warrior Night. It's all going to be about the mini wedges that night. Uh, it, it, like you say, it's June 3rd and August 12th. That we announced is going to be a, a, a huge mini wedge night for us. We're going to qualify them. We're going to do the four-car dash. Hopefully we have more than one. You know, We have an A, B, and maybe even a C feature. Um, and we're going to give out great prizes in that. Uh, those are two nights that are usually not the greatest. You know, they're after a big event, you know. So, um, so I, I took instead of losing a lot of money that night, I thought, okay, let's just make it about the mini wedges. So I am doing that. But as far as the schedule, you know, there's so much going on, you know, with uh, out there right now. I'm just going to kind of see what's happening. Um, I, I have uh, talked with the new owners of Crystal. Uh, we're, we're on the same page as far as what their nights are going to be for fast shaft night for the IMCAs. Um, I think their schedule is either out or coming out here in the next week or so. Um, uh, Thunderbirds is about done. Um, so I'm kind of just taking it, taking it easy. Um, we, you know, I-96, we pretty much know what they're doing. Uh, the Winston thing is the, you know, kind of a shocker that, you know, a lot of people might think, Hey, 
Mike, another, you know, a dirt track, you, you want Winston. I want Winston to run because you don't want tracks like the, go back to the beginning of our question, you know, the show is these tracks shutting down is not a good thing for racing. It's not because all that's doing is taking more cars away. And, and it's not going to, you know, these people from Winston ain't going to drive all the way three, four hours to, to try city. It's not a good thing. And, it, and it's kind of, it, it, it's, it's going to be a long couple of years to see what happens. So I, I was thinking about it since, you know, when I go to the promoters meeting next month, there's not very many tracks left that has the same owner that was there when I got there 10 years ago. Does that give you, I know we got to let you go and we're running out of time, but Mike, you and I, we yep. could talk racing with you for hours. <laughs> does, does that give you any hope? I mean, we talk about that in our sport a lot, that the, that the key players are getting older and there needs to be another generation to come in and, and, and step up. And you were part of that kind of, you know, at one time being that next generation, new promoter. Does it give you some hope? Do you get, I mean, are you happy to see, right, Butler last year with Tim and, and you know, this year we've got Crystal and Thunderbird with new owners. Do you get a little, I mean, are, are, are you happy about that, that they're able to find somebody new to kind of carry on what, what has been started? I really am. I, I, I'm looking forward to see what the guys do at Crystal. I think, I mean, uh, you know, Ron's been there, you know, Ron's had his thing going there, you know. The, the thing there at Crystal, it's not booked, so I, I, you don't want to go in there and change too much. I'd like to say, I like what uh, uh, Mr. Parrish and Mr. Wheeler is doing over at Owasso, but it's got me scared. We can't have promoters coming in and doing some of the things they're doing, because what that's going to do is scare us. I'm already getting asked by fans, hey, why don't you get, you know, let a 20-year-old in free? Well, I can't. And when I have a big show, I can't sell a ticket for fourteen dollars, and and probably ninety percent of the other racetracks can't. There's right. a reason that you know they can. So as long as they can, you know, these new owners come in and and, and like Crystal, they're they're doing it right. They're going to keep Ron there for a while. They're going to they're going to kind of run it pretty similar. They're going to raise the pay a little bit, but they're not going to go way out of out of whack until they can see how it works and everything. So as long as it's done that way, I think I think it'll be good. But but uh, I don't, you know, I mean, I feel bad for, for um, uh, Caligan Oil uh, people. I mean, they, you know, I, you know, their announcement this week was not a good announcement. Uh, they had a lot of dreams and hopes for that place. And, 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 and you know, it, it looks like it's not going to happen now. But it, it's, 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 it, it's tough out there. Yeah. Being a promoter is tough. I know we got to go, but that could be a whole show on its own. Yes, it could. Uh, and I do want to give you a chance uh, for those who listen who maybe don't have Facebook or don't follow you on Facebook. You are looking for some help for the upcoming season in some key roles at your racetrack. So tell me what you got. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, as everybody knows, um, Justin Sharp uh, is not is not coming back. And I'll tell you what, while well, I got a minute, uh, I want to say that guy, uh, really did a lot for me. Uh, I'm not going to really know how much I miss until we get into it. So I do need a, you know, some kind of a, uh, a guy over at, 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 at uh, Tri-City to help uh, keep things going over there. We do need a flag man. We do need an announcer. As everybody knows, Roger, Roger got the opportunity to go over to Owasso. And, 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 and I really, you know, it, the funny story there is when we first started, uh, me and Trey, when I bought Tri-City, me and Roger really didn't know we seen eye to eye. I really like Roger. I'm going to miss him at Merritt. He, he was there for one year. So we, you got, you know how hard it is to get a good announcer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, 
So I, I'm looking for an announcer uh, uh, for definitely Saturday night. If I have to go out of state to get one to do two tracks, I hope I don't have to. But I might have to because you got to get an announcer. But uh, so and 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 so, and, so, and then concession stand work uh, both Friday and Saturday. We need we, we need workers for both. And Mike, how do people uh, get a hold of you or, or apply for those positions? Just go to our our, our, our Facebook pages, uh, Merritt Speedway or Tri City, and just me- uh, private message us. We did get a lot of response for what little time they were on. Uh, were on. We got some response. So, but uh, always looking for help. And and uh, so, if anybody's interested in getting into, uh, you know, having fun at a racetrack every Friday and Saturday, um, it, it, it's you don't get rich by it, but it, it could be a, a fun experience. Mike, always I a pleasure. Get, I, I, I work the beer stand, Mike. If, uh, I, can, <laughs> I can do that. I can't, I can't announce, but I'll work the beer stand for you. You can announce. <laughs> I don't know if you want him anywhere near your beer. That might hurt the profit margins. Uh, Mike, yeah, always yeah. a pleasure, my man. Uh, great to hear. Yeah. Uh, great things are coming up at Merritt and Tri-City Speedways. And, uh, again, always available to reach out to Merritt and Tri-City Speedways on Facebook. Find them online as well. And, uh, Mike, man, we're looking forward to getting back to your racetracks this summer, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Well, hey, I appreciate it. And everybody out there, again, I, you know, I, I can just apologize for last year and, and I hope you all give me a chance and for, you know, for you people, I guarantee you it, it's going to be a lot better in 2023 and beyond. So, so um, again, thank you for letting me come on your show tonight to, uh, to let everybody know what's going on at both Merritt and Tri-City. Rich, fun night tonight. Always a pleasure to uh, get a chance to catch up with uh, Mike Blackmer. And we did have to call the audible uh, there with, uh, with Mark and, uh, Sad to hear that that happened to him tonight. Hope he, hopefully he's going to get bandaged up and get better uh, down the road here. But uh, nonetheless, we got to take a look at our upcoming calendar, Rich France. And as we've been mentioning for the last two or three weeks, Speed Month <laughs> is underway. And uh, I don't know what you're doing, but I may have the other screen dedicated to Flow Racing right now while we're doing this show because East Bay Raceway Park is in action. Um, I'm the same way. I'm the same <laughs> way. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. East Bay Raceway Park, uh, you know, good week for if, if you like the UMP Dirt Late Models, Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series. Um, tonight, the next six nights, starting tonight at Bubba, at uh, East East Bay Raceway Park. And, and I just, and I just, it just reminded me, I thought I knew last year, one year from today is the last time that they're going to run at East Bay. We have and to then, go. Uh, and, and then they're shutting down. Yeah. For good. I, I told myself and I told my wife this. I said, I will go to that racetrack before it's gone. So uh, who knows? Maybe next well, year. You, this have, year. you only have one one uh, one speed weeks left to do it. Maybe next year's show will be a remote broadcast uh, from down there at speed weeks. Because, uh, hey, there's an idea. I'm just saying we got to get down there. Um, also going on, and I was talking to our, uh, our, our head honcho, Scott Menlin, today. He's on his way to New Smyrna Speedway because they are – Big, what is it, two weeks, uh, like nine races in ten days or something like that? Is that right? Uh, World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing kicks off this weekend. Yep, February 10th through the 18th. Nine different classes during this year's World Series scattered over nine nights. Uh, Things kick off this Friday with Super Late Models, Pro Lates, Sportsmen, Modifieds, Bombers. Uh, All of the action every night, obviously, available on Flow Racing. If you're not down in the Florida area and you, and you can't get down there, uh, I've been to those. I've been to a few of those nights there. Um, I'm hoping it's warmer than when I was there <laughs> because I didn't bring near enough clothes to stay warm 
when it cools off on the Atlantic side, uh, it can be awfully chilly, and that's where that's where New Smyrna is. So, uh, but yeah, it, if you like dirt or pavement, uh, you got some action. Pavement starts this later this week and and goes straight through nine days. We'll do our homework, but I can tell you a couple of drivers to keep an eye out for are, uh, of course, Katie Hattinger. She'll be down there in uh, the pro late model side of things. Walt Obrinsky Jr. just announced his e-modified uh, uh, registration today. Paige Rogers is scheduled to be down there in the sportsman division. So those are the four that come to mind right off the top of my head uh, that are going to be down there. But uh, we'll keep an eye out and see if we get any other late arrivals down there as well. All right, that's going to do it for our show tonight here on Horsepower Happenings. Thank you all so much for tuning in for another new season. want to say uh, good luck to everybody who is racing down in uh, in Florida Speed Weeks. All those who are getting ready for a new season, good luck to you. And, uh, again, be sure to check out Horsepower Happenings, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, all the places where you listen to Horsepower Happenings. We're glad you're there. For Rich France, for Scott Manley, who pays the bills, I'm Zach Heiser. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week where we have Jimmy McCune and hopefully the I-500 championship team from Tommy Bauer Racing right here on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. The views and opinions expressed in tonight's show may not directly reflect that of Horsepower Happenings. The contents of this program may not be reproduced, retransmitted, or disseminated without the express written consent of Horsepower Happenings. Follow Horsepower Happenings on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes to keep up on what's happening.